This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Tommy Dreamer, and Bully Ray, we're still talking about CM Punk. But on this podcast, our very own Tommy Dreamer throws his own pipe bomb into the conversation. What is it? We'll find out right now on the Busted Open Podcast. One thing I want to hear from Tommy, and everybody's been talking. Bully, myself, Mark, Mickey, you know, the nation. Everybody's been talking about the return of CM Punk. Tommy, the one person we have not heard from yet is you. I want to get your take first off on what you felt and what of what you saw on Saturday with the return of CM Punk at Survivor Series and then obviously his promo this past Monday on Raw. So first and foremost, Tommy, his return on Saturday at Survivor Series, they're 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 signing off. There's the trademark in the corner we think we're going home. We think we're going to see uh, this is awesome on Peacock. And then there's CM Punk. Your thoughts. Number one, kudos to WWE for keeping it a secret. Um, I think that was such a great thing. And yes, you know, we had talked about, would he be there? There was, you know, great trolling, as you guys like to say, of putting stuff out on social media. Um, <clears throat> and then... But keeping that a secret, that's pretty big. Then you hear afterwards that the wrestlers didn't even know it was happening. That's how you keep things a secret. And you can't get mad for somebody to do stuff like that because that's how it stays a great surprise, a great pop. Uh, even, I mean, as close as we are, Bully didn't tell me he was in the Royal Rumble. And then afterwards, he's like, what'd you think? And then we just talked about it like that. Because that's how you keep things a secret. You don't tell one of your closest friends. Why? Because he'll tell his closest friend. And then it gets out. Um, CM Punk's... I was more... uh, The picture of him and Hunter was totally hell froze over. Um, The next picture would be him versus Vince. uh, Him with Vince. Um, I don't think that picture is going to happen. But uh, it was... An, an insane it is an insane time in the wrestling industry you know um his promo if i compared the two promos from AEW to WWE uh i like the AEW promo better it was more i think it was a needed promo and i think it was very very um it, it's 10 years later and a lot of what he said was truthful uh, there's you know, there's a turnaround in five years. There's a turnaround in 10 years of people that, you know, hey, there's people who are still there when you were there, but then there's also people who weren't there and they're just happy that you're on board because business that was already doing well picked up. There's also new ownership. He had worked with that new ownership before when he was in UFC. So maybe he has a trust factor there. Um, promo I thought was good. I enjoyed all of it. I enjoyed... um what he was said to the fans. I, I love that he included his wife, AJ, able to say AJ, uh, you know, because that's a WWE uh, thing. 
Uh, what I the only thing that caught me a little, if I'm gonna break down the promo, was the end when he was just like, "I'm back, and I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money." That one line I wish was never said. I wish was never uttered because then I'm like, "You just said you were back for the fans." So if you listen to yesterday's show, no, why? Why do you think? That's what you said. Fat minds think alike. <laughs> okay. I didn't. I didn't say because of the fans. I said in the beginning of the promo, and I'm not trying to interrupt you. I'm just saying, in the beginning of the promo, he's talking about how the locker room greeted him so well. There were hugs. There were hit kisses. Even people kissed me on the mouth. And then you end with, "I'm not here to make friends." You just told me that the whole locker room right. welcomed you with open arms, but now you're not here to make friends. So you looked at it from the fan point of view, and I looked at it from the boys' point of view. Please keep going. Yeah. It, it kind of like made me go, wait, what? Am I now not supposed to believe everything you just went back and said? If you listen to that last line and then go back and listen to his promo, everything that you said just was hypocritical. And I get it. It's a last line. That camera's right there. I would have just been like, I'm back. I would have purposely loved for him to come out and said, uh, you couldn't do it because you need that embrace, but it would be like, I came here to uh, chew bubble gum and enter the Royal rumble. And I'm all out of bubble gum and then leave. Love it. And you're like, Oh my God. Now I get his purpose. And it is biting off of a famous line of Ferrati Piper, but he's also a historian of wrestling. I mean, he loves wrestling, uh, which a lot of people I hate when, because he's my friend, but I hate that how many people were giving him flack for when he was out of the business and then even when he was, you know, returned to AEW. Um, and I also think, you know, coming from his point of view, you got to be like, is this, because listen, I went back to WWE and I didn't leave on the best of terms. I didn't have hatred. It was just like, I needed to leave. And when I went back and, and feuded with the thing, I was always like, this is a little bit too good to be true. And I was always waiting for the, like, am I, you know, what, what's going to happen? I'm waiting for something to happen. It didn't. I had the greatest time when I went back to WWE that last time because it was, and it was different. In the back of my head, it, it, dude, it's, if you ever get back with your ex-girlfriend, you you're like oh well there's you're waiting for that what do they say the shoe to drop yeah and you just wait for it i think for now it's again a getting to know you phase it was an amazing moment uh randy orton's promo talking about making moments it was an amazing moment for the wrestling industry it was an amazing moment for for punk and yes for the fans it's chicago he's back in nashville um He's back in the WWE, and that's the story that's going to be told, that he, he's gone for the last 10 years, and now he's back. What is he back for? Um, I enjoyed his promo. I did think it was sincere, and I just thought it was just a line that was said because the camera was there, but I was just like, mm, man, that's a hard one because then it's all about the money for you and you're already a millionaire, and then if it's all about the money for you, you don't care about them. 
that's it. I mean, I it's it's funny and it's when I when I hear these segments and I hear these promos, I'm always thinking about things that you guys preach on this show all the time. And then I read, you know, what people are saying on the internet and social media. So there's a lot, you know, coming off of that promo from Monday. I agree with you, Tommy, as far as like the AEW promo. It was a great capsule, a moment in time that you can isolate and live on its own. It didn't really do anything coming out of that promo. It was just kind of like, I'm back. Here it is. Here's this moment. We could capsulate this moment. And that's where it stands. With the promo from Monday, I think there's a lot of juice uh, coming off of that promo from Monday. A lot of people, and I know you and Mark talked about this yesterday, Bully, where there was a lot of hate online calling it like, oh, this is PG Punk, and it was just like a, a PG promo, and it's like, you know, it's the WWE version of CM Punk, and I, I don't know why people had that kind of mindset coming out of that promo. I thought, I thought it was a great promo, and a lot of it, I was thinking of Bully as soon as it went off the air, because Bully always says I'm I'm passive aggressive, and I always throw that little passive aggressive comment sometimes yes. when people say things. That's what I thought of of Punk's. Like here's Punk, he did this whole big promo, but he couldn't help himself. He just had to. He has had to make that little jab at the end, and he did it in a way where it's like he's not talking to the people in the house. He's talking to the people that are at home. It's almost like a different audience. I'm not going to say it to the people here because the reaction will be different if I say it to the people that are in the house. So I'm just I'm going to I'm just going to say it to the people at home. My little passive aggressive comment before they sign off. Let me get that last line in there before the show signs off. And to me, that's great because now I don't know what punk we're going to see moving forward. If he didn't say that line. And I get what you're saying, Tommy, about, man, I wish he didn't say that line. Because, man, what a promo that would have been if he didn't say I think of it another way. I say, man, I'm so glad he said that line. Because now I don't know what kind of CM Punk we're going to see. Because he's saying all these things, but then he says it's not about... Boy, everybody was happy to see me. People are coming up and hugging me. Like you said, people kissing me on the mouth. Everybody's happy to see me. But then right at the end, he's like, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. Oh, I thought that was like a little bit of like a, a kick in the ball, but a little bit of snap in the back of the hand at your junk before walking out of the room. Go ahead, bully. The three of us could stand in front of the Mona Lisa and see three completely different things. And that's the same thing about listening to Punk's promo. Some people loved it. Some people hated it. What I found very interesting yesterday is I called Punk's promo safe. It was a very safe promo to me. I said that early on in the show with Mark yesterday. And then Mick Foley came on and we asked him about the Punk promo. And the very first thing Mick said was, man, I wish I wasn't listening to the show earlier today. And I wish I didn't hear you say the word safe. Mick answered the question, but then I went back to it and I said, Mick, you said you mentioned the word safe and why it resonated with you. What about the word safe resonated with you? And there was a pause. There was about a three seconds of dead air. And then Mick said, because I thought the word was accurate. 
that promo that we saw from Punk was in no way as passionate as the Punk promo that we saw in AEW. And there were things to me that felt a bit forced. When you tell me I'm home and you say it a bunch of times, I think back and I go, this is the place that you said caused you serious physical problems, serious mental problems, and fired you on your wedding day. But your home? Now, I get it. It's the world of pro wrestling, smoke and mirrors. We do what we have to do. We say what we have to say to get the job accomplished. But I believe we've been preconditioned to Punk being the most no-filter guy of the past 20 years. So Dave, let me ask you, when you hear a guy say, when you say CM Punk say I'm home, do you really believe him? I don't know. It's going to, it's going to take a lot for me to buy into that because of some of the things that you said. Now you mentioned Punk's promo on Rampage, that was August of 2021, right? August of 2021 was was Punk's promo. So a little over two years ago. Now, if you remember, when he came out in front of that AEW crowd, he talked about him being gone and why he was gone for so long. And he said this, and this is his quote from his, from his promo on Rampage. So let me just say this. I understand. If you all try to understand that I was never going to get healthy, Physically, mentally, spiritually, or emotionally staying in the same place that got me sick in the first place. Now, in that quote, he's referring to what? He was re he's referring to the WWE. So when he's talking about the WWE, he's talking about a place that broke him down physically, mentally, and spiritually. It's can you can you really recover from that? Now, this is for his words from 2021. Do you think he recovered physically, mentally, and spiritually over these last two years where now he wants to be back in the WWE? Or does it go back to his last line that he said to the camera, which is like, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. So is it about being home and being embraced by the locker room and by the fans? Or is it about making money? I mean, those are questions I have to ask, Bully, to, to answer your question. It's really, it's an impossible question for me to answer because really only CM Punk can answer that question. But listening to his promo on Monday night, I don't think he really fully answered that question because it is a bit hypocritical when he's saying that I'm home, Everybody's happy to see me. People are hugging. People are kissing me. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. And he's pointing to the crowd. And then as a last line right before the sign-off, just to the camera, not to the home to the home audience, not to the audience that's in that arena, I'm, I'm here not to make friends but to make money. I, I don't know if this man is fully recovered from all those wounds that he said in front of a live audience just two years ago. And Dave, here's another thing. Uh, when, you know, you say the AEW fans, when Punk returned, it was on ESPN. It was 
everywhere in it was you know a google tr number one trend so it's not just like i'm a wwe fan if i'm a wwe fan i'm also going to see what this guy when he shows up uh in aew and talks it was just a different vibe again i do feel that most of it was sincere he's the type of person almost like how mjf could be like you know, I came back uh, for this, this, and they gave me a boatload of money. <laughs> People would pop for him, you know, um, just yes, that last line. I mean, hey, you also don't know character wise. Obviously, you should run with him as a baby face, even though as a heel, he goes number one in, you know, top heel. But when he also talked about a wise man told me to leave and a wise man and that wise man was right. Who was that wise man? Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. There you go. So, you know, is it, hey, I'm setting my sights right for Roman Reigns? There's so many different places you can go. Uh, am I going to be the one to beat Roman Reigns? And then because Paul's going to screw over Roman Reigns and join with me in Philadelphia? I, I, tell, you, I tell you what, uh, there is a moment. We talk about WrestleMania moments, <clears throat> but there is a moment that I would love to see play out in a WWE ring one day. I would love to see Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, and CM Punk in a three-way stare down, a la the good, the bad, and the ugly, with Paul Heyman standing right in the middle of the ring. What a story that is. What a moment of that. Three of the biggest names in the past 20 years, and Brock even you know more, um, all managed by Paul Heyman. But I'll leave you with this, Dave. When I looked into Punk's eyes, and this is when I went back and I watched again, because, you know, the, the, at, at, I always like to go with my first emotion. How did I feel immediately after the promo? And I felt immediately after the promo, the first word that came to mind, safe. That was extremely safe. Now I go back and watch again. Now I go back and watch for the little thing, because Punk is very good at smoke and mirrors. Okay, as as the best of the best are. Now I go back and look at the tiny, tiny little things, the tiny tells that only people that sit at the, 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 the final table of the World Series of Poker can see. I looked in his eyes. Do you know when I saw the most conviction in his eyes? When he made the last line before Correct. the show signed off. Correct. That's when I thought, that's when I believed he was telling the truth. That last look down the barrel of that handheld camera, I was like, that's the real guy. Because I believe that the real, this is just my opinion. I believe that the real CM Punk is there for the boatload of money that they're probably paying him. But I also think he's there be, to prove a point to tell AEW, F you, man. You got rid of a star. It's uh, a, a t if I'm, if I'm Dave, him. wait, wait, Tommy, just real, just real quick. Me and Diva, just using me as me and Diva as an example. When we let, when we left, cause we couldn't come to terms on money. We, we made t-shirts that said trademark this with two middle fingers to the WWE. And me and Devon were on a mission to, to, to prove you parted ways with a team 
that proved itself beyond the shadow of a doubt. We made Team 3D as big as the Dudleys. I'm not comparing the Dudleys to Punk. I'm just saying when wrestlers are on a mission, when they have it in their head that they're going to prove a point to a wrestling company, they're going to do whatever it takes. Tommy, yes or no? Yes. What was the point you were going to make? Uh, negotiation. Cool. You're giving me this much money. I know you want me. I need to main event WrestleMania because that was one of my sticking points of why, as well as what Bully just said, to prove the other company what how foolish you were to get rid of me. It's a that is the greatest negotiation if that happens. If he main events WrestleMania, you get everything that you wanted and you prove all your doubters wrong. And he does have a lot of doubters. I don't, I'm not one of them. But should main event WrestleMania as well as, you know, Hey, this is, you know, how dare you do what happened? And he doesn't need to, like when people you're saying are saying it's safe. He doesn't need to address that because in the WWE world, that doesn't matter to them. Correct. That did not happen. You've been gone. If you're gone from WWE for 10 years and you're CM Punk, that's the story in their world. It's not like, oh, I went somewhere else and that place was, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, it it doesn't exist in their world. You know, Tommy, Mick brought up Punk's happiness yesterday. Mick wished happiness for Punk. He said, because if you can't find happiness in working Undertaker at WrestleMania, then there's something wrong. Mick said, you don't have to be the main event at WrestleMania to be the main event of WrestleMania, to which I screamed, amen. Because you don't have to be the last match. Being the last match at WrestleMania, okay, that's cool. I'd rather be the, the match that stole the show at WrestleMania. And Punk and, and, and Taker could have stole the show at WrestleMania and didn't have to be in the last match. And they did. And that's the thing, Bully. They did. I remember, and I've mentioned this on the show because we played the interview on this show. I interviewed CM Punk the Friday before WrestleMania. So basically 48 hours before his match with The Undertaker at WrestleMania 29. And he just... I could, he just wasn't into it. Like you could just tell he just, it was the last place he wanted to be. He didn't want to be doing the interview and he didn't seem excited about facing the undertaker. And I remember Doug, who is my co-host at that time was like, man, you're, you're wrestling the undertaker at WrestleMania. It, it didn't seem like it was that big of a deal to him. And I said, like to me, whether it's the main event or not, that's the main event you're facing the Undertaker, Tommy, you know this. There was no bigger match during that streak with The Undertaker than wrestling The Undertaker. Undertaker's matches at that time were much bigger than whatever championship match or whatever the main event or the last match was. It was bigger than that. But I think, I think guys, for somebody like CM Punk, he has a goal in mind. I think he's probably a goal-oriented person, Bully. And this is why it's hard for you and for Mick to see this. I think he's a goal-oriented person. And his goal was to be the main event, the last match. And when he didn't get it, he wasn't satisfied with it. It sounds well, crazy, but I think that's probably how his mind works. And there was also, I mean, I remember when he said something like he was more interested in talking to his then, you know, AJ as opposed to his match 
that was said somewhere. Um, it, it's, in my opinion, like there's great, there's Hall of Famers in real sports that have never won the World Series or a championship. But yet, this is something. And then, it, but Dave, if you also remember that time, that was during the time of, hey, go out there and work every single night. And then when it comes towards WrestleMania, we're going to bring all the older wrestlers in and they're going to pick up those spots. So that was a big thing in a locker room for a long time. It was like, up here comes WrestleMania. We, you know, we pulled the carriage. Uh, we were the horses that pulled the carriage the entire time. And then we're told stop. And then everyone else goes, get yeah. WrestleMania spots. And that was, was a massive things. thing then. Yeah. And there was two things that were happening at that time. If you remember and bully, like CM Punk was the champion, but yeah, he never mained a pay-per-view. I think he main evented one pay-per-view during that time. And he was one of the longest reigning champions modern day, you know, up at not obviously comparable to a Roman Reigns now, but at that time, you know, you didn't see a champion for more than just a few months. And Punk was a champion for a long period of time, yet he was never main eventing the pay-per-view. Who was? It was John Cena. And then... The Rock comes back, and what happens when The Rock comes back? Immediately, Punk drops that championship to The Rock. So I understand some of the frustrations that CM Punk was going through. I completely understand it. But you have to remember, it's John Cena, and it's The Rock. It's kind of hard to break that wall. It's The Rock, one of the greatest of all time, and it's John Cena who dominated that era. And if there was anybody that was going to break that seal, it was going to be Punk. He just wasn't able to do it. And Dave, also financially, there's a big difference between main eventing WrestleMania and being semi-main event or having the best match on the card. If we're talking straight up dollars and cents. I was going to bring that up, Tommy, but I'll uh, I'll counter that with, and you're 1000% correct. The payday of the main event is considerably more than any other match on the show. So if Punk said, well, I wanted to be the main event because of the payday, ah, now I get it. But here's my counterpoint. If you're working with Taker, you're probably making real close to last spot main event money. Possibly. No? Okay. Possibly. But from it's everything... A, it's a hell of a payoff. But every, from everything he said, and, and Bully, I don't... And I could be wrong. I'm I'm not like I'm 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 speaking a little bit out of school here because I don't know and only CM Punk can answer this question. I don't think it was about finances. I think it was just about like he wanted to be the main event. Like it it's like my goal was to be the main event. I never I never achieved that goal and I'm frustrated and I'm angry. And and I can't take that away from him. That's why I only give my opinion on the main event spot. Because let's take a look at some things we've discussed, Dave, about people's goals that were the remember when Britt Baker was on the on the TV show and she's like, Oh, I hope Melcher gave that five stars. And we're like, why do you give a shit about a, a star rating, right? Yep. But that was her goal. Or Tony with winning an uh, a Booker of the Year award. Like to me, that's absurd, but that was his goal. We don't walk in everybody else's shoes. So everybody has, you know, is Tony's goal money? 
maybe not. He's got a gazillion dollars. But that as a kid, he was a big fan of the Observer, thus wanted to, to win an award for the Observer. I might think it's absurd, but to him, it meant something. So you have to respect the fact that somebody was able to achieve what they wanted, even though if it doesn't make sense to you. Yeah, Dave, it, there's go ahead. The, it, mindset. You have been in a bad marriage, right? And Two. anything that woman said to you was in your head bad. It was negative. There, You get in that place. You get in that everything is against me here. Everything is, they're seeing it in this guy. They're not seeing it in, but meanwhile, I'm supposed to be their champion. Anything that is said is deemed bad or against you. There's no way out of it. Because trust me, I lived it. Like it, it becomes like a very, very, I'm talking lived it in WWE. WWE will make you a very paranoid place, Dave. Yes or no, Tommy? Yes. Made me hate something that I've loved since I was 10 years old. Wow. And then that's why I had to leave. And I was, you know, bottom of the barrel. I'm not top guy. So it'll make you like, like I said, uh, as simple as, are, are you going to eat that? If you're in a bad marriage, well, where, what is she talking about? Am I going to eat that? Did she poison it? Or is she saying I'm fat? Is she just being a, you know, are you expecting me to throw this away? That type of stuff. Everything you get, you start questioning. And I think he was at that point when he was with the WWE that he just did not enjoy going to work. Bottom line, I think things are going to work out this time around for punk and the wwe because if it doesn't they are all schmucks the number one pro wrestling show on the planet busted open is available seven days a week by subscribing and downloading the busted open podcast this is dave lagreca join me alongside two wwe hall of famers mark henry and bully ray the hardcore legend tommy dreamer plus thunder rosa and mickey james all week long as we break down everything going on in and out of the ring listen to busted open right now on the sxm app or wherever you get your podcasts so we've talked a lot about the moment on Saturday. We talked a lot about the promo. So, Tommy, I'll first start with you. What do you think is next for CM Punk? Um, like I said, uh, Royal Rumble. Don't know if I want him winning it, but it's the best way to get to WrestleMania and then main event WrestleMania. What, Whoa. what, what? What, what, what? All right, wait, so wait a second now. So you're saying CM Punk enters the Rumble, wins the Rumble. He goes after Seth's championship, right? No. What? Roman Reigns. Paul, let's go to a break. I need time to reset. <laughs> I need time here. Let's go to break. We'll continue when Tommy Bully and I are back right here on Busted Open. Yo, what's going on? This is Bully Ray from Busted Open on Sirius XM's Fight Nation. For 15 years, we've brought you the best pro wrestling talk on the planet. And now, we're bringing you even more. Yo, guys, welcome to Busted Open After Dark. Every Wednesday night, as soon as AEW Dynamite ends, I'm bringing you instant reactions with the Busted Open Nation. The only place to party on Wednesday nights is Busted Open After Dark. With me, Uncle Bully. Download it on Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
puncture number one right now. He and and it's hard to debate that when you look at and we don't know what the final rating is for Monday Night Raw. I think it's coming out later today, but I'm sure it's going to be big news when it does come out. But social media views, social media interaction, YouTube views, like they broke records. I mean, broke records once again. And and I know this is a constant conversation after every WWE premium live event. Most watched Survivor Series, uh, most money made at a Survivor Series, most merch sold at a Survivor Series. And like we said earlier, didn't involve the bloodline, didn't involve Roman Reigns. The biggest wrestler in the company and the biggest storyline in the company had nothing to do with one of the biggest events in WWE history this past Saturday. But it also shows you the strength of CM Punk and that CM Punk is, and it's undebatable now, one of the biggest stars to come out in the world of pro wrestling the last 25 years. I don't think there's any debate about that anymore because whether it's a monster rating for AEW when he came back on Rampage, whether it's the million-dollar gates that he brought to AEW, and now the monster numbers that he's bringing to the WWE, I think we learned it from Cody, and he and Punk even alluded to it in his promo on Monday about what Paul Heyman said. Sometimes it's better to leave and come back, and that's certainly the case right now for CM Punk. But I will say this, Tommy, to your point, and I understand CM Punk is the hot guy right now, and he's bringing all these numbers, and I'm sure we're going to find out he gave a monster rating on Monday Night Raw. But, man, you're taking a big chance, or are they taking a big chance of saying the CM Punk put a lot of time and effort into Roman Reigns. The bloodline story is the biggest story in this company maybe the last 20 years. We've had a lot of issues with you, man. And you left, you went to our competition, you talked bad about us publicly. You come back, here's the keys. Here's the keys. And we're putting the keys in your hand. And you're going to drive the car you're going to lead us into 2024. Man, that's a lot. That's giving, Tommy, that's giving a lot to CM Punk. Is I didn't this... say win the title. This is true. He did not say that. That's true. It's a good point. And Dave, let me throw this too. Good point, listen, Tommy. A good point is a good point. And during break, I just went to use the bathroom, and as I'm using the bathroom, this popped into my head. Some of the best thinking is when you're using the bathroom. Absolutely. Who has more of a story? Roman and Cody? Or Punk and Roman because Heyman used to manage Punk? I got to ask, stop begging stuff. I got I No, to. Tommy, 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 he's got, because when, when we can finally bring him to the promised land is when I truly stop get it. my rocks off on this show. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Stop it. But to your question and to your point, Bully, there's, it's hard for me right now to say that there's a bigger story, but that is one hell of a story. If if 
Paul Heyman turned on Roman Reigns. I didn't say turn. But I'm, but I'm throwing, I'm saying that. I'm saying that. That's because Paul Heyman was by CM Punk's side. We know that when nobody else believed in CM Punk, Paul Heyman was that guy. Paul Heyman was the guy that saw CM Punk when he was wrestling in Florida and saying, this guy's gold. This guy's going to be a star. And nobody else believed in him but Paul Heyman. And then CM Punk was involved in the Paul Heyman with when Brock Lesnar first came back. What's going to happen on an edition of Monday Night Raw when Paul Heyman walks out of CM Punk's dressing room and everybody goes, <gasps> dude, well, I, I, mean, I, I just got goosebumps. But Punk mentioned Paul Heyman in his promo on Monday. Called him the wise man. There, there's more in one night. And remember, this is all off of Tommy's comment about Punk winning the Rumble and going on to face Roman. In one night, there's more meat on the bone with Punk and Roman because of the relationships with Paul than there is with Cody and Roman. Yeah, and, and Tommy... And you if don't you don't... Even, yeah. No, and, and Tommy, like, when you first said it, I was angry. And I, it, it sounded crazy. But, you know, when you break it down. But I will say this, guys. You are right. That would be a story. And that could be a story at some other point. But if you do that, what's the story for Cody? Because I feel like if... I feel like if Punk won the Rumble and went after Seth and that championship, you're gonna. It's a win-win situation for the WWE, and here's why: you have Cody still go after Roman, complete that story. Cody is, to me, still the biggest babyface. I think they even proved that on Monday, because and it's interesting, and we could got we could get into this at some point. The reaction the crowd had for Seth where it was kind of mixed, where obviously it's still very strong for Cody. You could still have Cody and Roman and still have a great story with Cody and Seth. And the reason why, guys, is because of the way that crowd reacted to Seth, the way the crowd reacted to Seth on that live live event over the weekend in Illinois. And then the way the crowd reacted to Seth on Monday Night Raw. Now, was Seth Rollins getting booed out of the building on Monday night? Absolutely not. But but you would have to say it was a bit of a mixed reaction for Seth Rollins on Monday night, correct? Yes. So I think you there's a win-win scenario if you have Cody go after Roman and Punk go after Seth. Would you agree on that, Tommy? I like the scenario. Um, I got to ask you this. Coming just from Monday Night Raw, I believe Royal Rumble will see Randy versus Roman. You think? Yeah. Sure. And he's going to be at SmackDown in Brooklyn, so maybe that's where his sights are set. It's an, And how are we going to get – I know it's a – you got to find – just like I said, where you're trying to find the right place – to get people on television. We broke that down. Now I have the biggest show of the year and I just signed 
the hottest free agent out there. So where's that person going to be? It's going to be top of the card. And if yes, Steve Austin, great. <clears throat> but if it's not going to be Steve Austin, and I, I got to go again, think if I'm thinking like punk, I want to be the main event of WrestleMania, then I got to face the top dog. And all those things that bully said, like, I mean, honestly, think of if you went off the air of a Monday night raw and all you saw was CM Punk's locker room and Paul Heyman walks out. What the hell is going on? It's huge. Then it's I was huge. also thinking about how strong our baby faces are. And I'm a baby face. And then I remember listening to bully. Think about this. One year from Survivor Series, we ju it's literally a year from now. If you had, instead of the bloodline, the money line, Punk, Roman, and Brock, all Heyman guys, you could have Solo there, against all your baby faces in the ultimate of ultimate war games. If everybody stayed on the same sides, the Cody, the, the uh, uh, Jay Uso, a Seth Rollins, who probably turned by then, an L.A. Knight. And then if even if you did throw in a Steve Austin into those war games type of situation, think of that match. If it's Paul Heyman surrounded by the three guys that he helped bring to prom, you know, prominence. This is a booker's dream right now. Dude, I mean, this rejuvenates the dream. This rejuvenates the bloodline story. Everybody was talking about the bloodline kind of ran dry. This rejuvenates all of that. Dave, remember how Cody a couple of weeks ago did the interview? I believe he said it right here on Busted Open about after Rock made the comments and Rock showed up. Cody was like, yeah, sure, bring it. Yeah, try. I, I'm going to defend my spot no matter what. How do you think he's feeling about Punk right now? He's probably feeling the same way. It's a little bit. I think Punk is more of a threat to Cody and not a th real, th uh, an indirect threat to Cody's spot at this very moment than rock ever could have been. I, I, I mean, I don't know about that. I mean, cause it still is the rock and CM Punk. Is yeah, still CM Punk. Please, come on. It, it, no way. Because punk is going to be around. Yeah, but but also with The Rock. I mean, if the, the Rock, we always said that that would be the finish of the Bloodline story would be with The Rock and Roman. But put that aside, guys, and as we're talking, look at the world of the WWE right now. Think about think about like the possible storylines that the I mean Triple H must be ecstatic right now. I mean, if if the WWE was to ever drop the ball, and I don't think that would ever happen, like everybody should be fired across the board because the potential storylines here, that, I mean, one we're not even talking about is Cody and Randy. I mean, Cody's career in the WWE started with Randy Orton. Cody got emotional during the press conference on Saturday talking about Randy. Think about the potential story that there is between Cody and Randy. I mean, there is so many different stories right now that could reduce. I mean, business is as big as business has ever been for the WWE. They are on, on a cusp of taking it even to another higher level right now hey Dave, in the world of the WWE. What if your last three entrants in the your last three guys in the Rumble, last mm -hmm. three, Punk, Orton, Cody? 
Cody is about to eliminate Punk. Randy RKO's him. Punk wins the friggin' Rumble. Now you have Cody and Randy. Randy cost the guy his the guy who he looked up, a guy who he cried during a press conference as a mentor, cost him the shot at that the story. Think of that. Imagine now this is just the three of us, you know, uh, riffing on busted open. Imagine what they're sitting down at the table talking about with all of creative. They have to be. And, 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 and when you talked about the WWE dropping the ball, Dave, this is Hunter's opportunity to put WrestleMania 40 up against WrestleMania 17. WrestleMania 17 is regarded as the greatest WrestleMania of all time. With all of these options on the table, and we're just talking about main events. We haven't even, you know, talked about the rest of the card. WrestleMania 40 has the opportunity to be as great as, if not better, a WrestleMania than re- WrestleMania 17. If it's done the right way, I mean, why why not? There's, there's... Um, and Dave, even... Dave, let me just one last thing. Go ahead. Sports. Uh, the Mets last year, crappy season, but in the beginning of the year, we already had Max Scherzer, who was our number one until, oh my God, we just got Justin Verlander, who just came off the Cy Young. Guess what that happened to this dominant force known as Max? You're now number two. Because, oh, we didn't have this person, but now we do. And if whatever these reports are, late negotiations, late in the game, every domino just falls. And what we have scrapped for mania, well, now we have something bigger and better. All right. All right. So let me ask you this question, Tommy. I'm going to ask you and Paulie, I'm going to ask you. And wait, one my last thing, because I don't remember and you guys cover it more. When was the last time they talked about the story with Cody? Well, they haven't, and I think they're staying away from it on Correct. purpose. I think they were staying away from it till the last minute. But now there is a major, major monkey wrench in it. Because if you would have asked the WWE a couple of months ago that if Punk was going to be, they have no idea. But now yes. that Punk is definitively in play he's on our team he's in play 71 million views let's see what raw does in the rating let's see how his minute by minute and quarter hour is yep but but another thing that hang on go back to the promo punk said a lot of people been falsely claiming they were the best in the world well now the best in the world is here it's the best way to win it What's the best way to show you the best in the world if you eliminate 30 other men? I still think I but I still think the story is with Seth Rollins because I, I already, agree. They've already start they've already they did they did, they've done more than plant the seed. They've they've watered and it's almost fully grown at this point. That's why No no like, no 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 no. The WWE did not plant the seed. They did not air Seth's anger. Yep, yeah, but Seth mentioned Punk on the show on Monday night. 
what did he mention punk because it was written in his promo or did seth mention punk because the people were chanting punk and, and and seth just decided to go go ahead get it out of your system i don't think that that was ever planned hello but if but but i'm but i'm saying he's this. rubbing his legs he's he's trying to build oh my brain god thought. he's sweating he's a nervous wreck right now he's now, got armpits stains guys, like me guys guys yes Seth Rollins, you would agree, is one of the most popular wrestlers in the WWE. CM Punk's return has got people in small ways to turn on Seth. I think the story is between Seth and Punk because, Tommy, it would be the main event of night number one of WrestleMania. Have the main event of night number one be Seth and Punk and your main event at night number two be Cody and Roman. At the end of there the was, day, Ged, but Tommy. There was backlash that women weren't in the main event. If that backlash continues, the women will be in the main event. Especially, then, I, I don't think so. There's, there's too much. There's just entirely too much on the men's side. I understand what women, that. What, what women's match is going to be bigger than... Uh, Seth versus Punk and Cody versus Roman. The only other, the only match that could be in the argument would be if if, if it's Becky and Charlotte, or like we talked about before, Jade winning the Royal Rumble and Jade's first match being at WrestleMania. I, I don't think Jade being uh, uh, you. Uh, we're talking about a push, yes. Jade winning at the Rumble and then going to WrestleMania, but not in the main event spot. But if there was Becky and Charlotte, um, Becky and Charlotte. Okay. I I can, I'd listen to that, but is Becky and Charlotte a bigger match than the, the two main events we're talking about right now, right now? No, but let's see what story they could tell because, and if we're even going to get that or what direction they're going to go. All right. Let me ask you this. By the way, I challenged Charlotte flair to a death match on Twitter and she just responded and said, hell yes. So I will be main eventing night one at WrestleMania against Charlotte in a death match. In a good old-fashioned new uh, Philadelphia street fight death match, barbed wire encrusted match. Don't forget that we have the party that afternoon. (laughs) So, I mean, just don't, you know, all right? Let's get priorities. But, Tommy, I'll ask you, and then I'll ask you, Bully, before we go to break. Punk has just come back. A lot of baggage around Punk. Are you ready, if you're Triple H, to put him in a main event spot that quickly on the biggest show, which could possibly be the biggest WrestleMania of all time? Even more so why he has to main event it. I think Hunter and Punk had their talk, and they had a brutally honest, very to-the-point conversation. Hey, man. This is what we need you to do, and this is what we're going to do. I I don't think these guys have matured. At least I like to believe. I I think Punk has matured. I think Hunter has matured. Hunter is out to prove as much of a point as as CM Punk is. CM Punk is going to show AEW that they were wrong, and Hunter is going to show the world that he can do as great of a job as Vince McMahon did. Let's not forget. What Vince did to Hunter's NXT. 
destroyed it. Right. So Hunter, I think he's out to prove a point also. Listen, we're all motivated by something. And Hunter, I believe, is now motivated. Hunter was an extremely motivated professional wrestler. Wanted to be at the top. Wanted to be the world champion. Had guys like Austin and Rocky to contend with. And he, he got to the top. Now this is his chance to be one of the greatest bookers out there. Look at what he's doing so far. He's meant he's mended bridges. Now, Hunter bringing back Punk is that bigger than Vince? Um, you know, uh, well, I guess Vince didn't do it. It was Hunter who mended the fences with with Bruno, and Hunter yes. that mended the fence with Warrior. You know, so I think, yeah. Hunter has a major, major opportunity here to, to sit at the top of the mountain. I'm comparing it. I, I'm comparing 40 to 17 because I truly believe it's an opportunity for, for the the greatest WrestleMania of all time. Well, I think it's fair to say, especially coming off of what we saw last year and it breaking all those records, whether people, whether fans are going to perceive WrestleMania 40 as the greatest WrestleMania of all time, we won't know until you know WrestleMania 40 is done. But I think it's safe to say right now. For a little over four months away from WrestleMania, this will be the biggest WrestleMania of all time. Like it will be, I can guarantee you, it will be the most viewed. It will be the biggest gate. It would be they will break every conceivable record with WrestleMania 40. The roster that they have now, yes, yes. Every point that Tommy has brought up is valid. You'd never, you'd very rarely hear silence from me, and I went silent on Tommy's original question to me. Yes, But I still, at the end of the day, agree with you, Dave. I think that they will go with Punk Seth, Cody, Roman. I imagine if WrestleMania 40, the two nights of WrestleMania 40, Punk is main eventing night number one and Cody is main eventing night number two. And and really, probably, Tommy, your your idea aside, probably right now, if you were to predict what the main events of WrestleMania would be, it would be Punk main eventing night number one and Cody main eventing night number two. That's a big one-two punch right there. And you could honestly say, I think right now, the two biggest and most popular pro wrestlers are CM Punk and Cody Rhodes. Is that safe and, to say? Yeah. Let me let me ask you this. What if John Cena, Rock, and Austin all get the itch? Dear God. Uh, by the way, Dave... This is what went on. I, I don't want to take this. This is what went on in ECW. This is what made ECW so great. Tommy, Taz, Paul, myself, or and Shane, or anybody who wanted to, all just involved in the discussion of what if we did this? What if we did this? What if? And that's how it all came together in this beautiful symphony of destruction that was, you know, ECW. What if Rock says, I want to come back and face Roman? I say, I what, if, I... what if John Cena says, I want to come back and I want to face CM Punk? You what know if what Steve Austin them? says, man, you know, hey, this is busted open. Hey. And I heard Fat Bully talk about me versus Punk. I think it's a hell of a deal. Let's do it. Hey, Listen. Hunter. <laughs> me and Punk at 40, what do you think? I, uh, I, Steve. Uh, I know. Uh, 
By the way, great Triple H, great Stone Cold. <laughs> fully. I know this is going to sound sacrilegious here. But you know what I say to, to The Rock, Stone Cold, and Cena? I say no. I say no to them. I know you can't. Conceivably, that sounds like an impossible task. But, man, if there was ever a WrestleMania where you didn't need The Rock, Stone Cold, and John Cena, it's WrestleMania 40. This is But Austin Punk gives you something for Punk that is a major attraction that keeps him away from the championships. So if you're like, well, what the hell are we going to do with Punk? You got Steve. I still think, to me, Seth and Punk is a bigger match, and the reason why is the story going into that match. Because Punk is coming back after leaving 10 years ago, all the stuff with AEW, all of that, and then Seth saying, I'm the guy that's been here this entire time. I have been the one that's been waving the flag for the WWE, and you fans have turned your back on me for him? That's a great story. That is a great story. A lot of great stories. I love, every, I love every idea that we've brought to the table so far. They're all winners. They're all winners. Every storyline's a winner. And it's, trust me when I tell you this, when I can make him silent and he can make me silent, that does not happen very often. Normally I walk away and I come back, but I can't walk away because I'm on the radio. That's true. It's the WWE is in an amazing position a little over four months away from what Bully said. And I think most people would agree maybe the greatest WrestleMania of all time at WrestleMania 40 in Philly. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.